Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you're here today. So a few weeks ago, I had the privilege to go to a Taylor Swift concert in Denver, Colorado at Mile High Stadium where the Denver Broncos play. And I have to say I'm blown away. And I know you're probably wondering why I'm talking about Taylor Swift, but I will get to that in just a minute. The concert was mind-blowing. And I didn't even really want to go. I'm not a big concert person. And I'm not even a really big Taylor Swift fan. I mean, I like the songs that I hear on the radio. I think some of them are great. Some of them are so-so. But my very, very, very good, long, dear friend asked if I wanted to go. And I said yes. And so she flew in from Washington, D.C. And I flew in from Durango. And we spent the weekend in Denver. And, and on Saturday, on a Saturday night, we went to Taylor Swift concert. And I have to say, I've been talking about it for weeks because it was such an amazing show. And not only was I inspired by her talent and the performance, the stage, the dancers, the band, I mean, everybody was having so much fun. We had great seats so we could see the expression on her face, on her dancer's face, on her band's face. And they are living their best life right now, as you can imagine, traveling the United States, eventually the world to play all of Taylor's amazing hits throughout the years. But the really compelling thing is I left feeling inspired. I'm going to be 45 years old this year, and I would say I'm a pretty self-confident person. I've worked hard to get to where I'm at. I've overcome a lot of adversity, and I've made a lot of mistakes. And luckily, I've had the support system and the belief in myself to get through all of those things and go for it. But every now and then, I get imposter syndrome, just like I think everybody does, wondering, do I really have what it takes to grow my company into what I want to grow it into? Do I have what it takes to be a great author or be a great speaker, to move audiences to I don't know, to be able to make a huge impact like I want. And, you know, every day I'm learning and growing, but sometimes you can feel like I'm just not good enough or I don't have what it takes. Or you listen to the people who are asking you, why are you doing this? Why are you promoting yourself? Why are you not just focused on the business? Why are you doing your speaking? Why are you doing your writing? And those questions can make you question yourself. And I certainly, I've spent time over these past few years, past few months, past few weeks questioning those things. And, and I don't think it's unusual, but it can also be, I don't know, demoralizing, demotivating, and it can cause you to have self-doubt. So when I go to this Taylor Swift concert and I watch her absolutely own who she is unapologetically, telling her story the way she wants to tell her story in front of 75,000 people at that particular concert and loving every minute of it, even though there has been heartbreak and hardship and all of those things. And that she tells in her stories and her songs, she is killing it. And basically is like, if you don't like it, I don't care. Because I'm making an impact. I'm changing people's lives through my music. I am touching people's life through my music. I am making people's lives better. I'm entertaining them through these concerts. And I finally got it. I finally got what people see in her, what so many of these young girls who aspire to be like her and who look up to her 
She's so empowering. I'm 45 years old and I walked away feeling empowered. And it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because how often does that happen to you where you hear somebody speak or talk to a mentor or your boss or see a performance or watch a movie or listen to a song that truly makes you feel like, you know what, I can do this. I can live my life. I can live the life I want. I can go after my dreams and I can be unapologetically me, even if there are people who say, why are you doing this? Or maybe you shouldn't. Why don't you play it safe? Maybe your focus should be here. Or I don't know, maybe you're not smart enough to do something. I don't know all the things that people hear from other people or worry about what other people are thinking and don't actually just go for it. So I wanted to share this because it was truly remarkable. If you have the opportunity to see Taylor Swift perform, do it because you will walk away changed person. I cried a few times because she was so compelling in the delivery of her emotions, her words, her storytelling. It moved me. And it is something that I think as leaders that we want to do too. We want to move people. We want to inspire people. We want to influence people. And you can only do that when you are authentically you and you are going after your dreams. So today, that's what I want to talk about is go after your dreams. Like who knows what's going to happen in this world, right? It's crazy volatile times. So I just want to encourage you to go for it because who knows what tomorrow is going to bring. And it's always been that way. Even though we're living in crazy volatile times that we aren't really sure what's going to happen tomorrow, it's always been that way. We do not know what is going to happen in the next minute. That is why we have to live in the present and why we have to live the life that we want to live. So if you are a person out there who has dreams and goals, which I know you are because we all have them, I really want you to go for it. So I really want to encourage you to go for it to live your dreams, to not be afraid. Because let's face it, we all have dreams and we all have goals. And many of us don't go after them because we are afraid. It's simply fear, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of being judged. We live in a society where the norm is do it the right way. And deviating from doing it this way, doing it the right way, by chasing something unconventional, that can invite criticism. It can invite uncertainty and self-doubt and perceived risk. And that is daunting. But you only have this one life to live. And what I have learned by taking risks and by going after my dreams is that life is so much more fulfilling when you go for it. And I recognize that the fear is real. But what is worse, staying stuck where you're at or maybe taking that that helps you create the life you want. So how do you overcome this fear and gain that self-confidence? Because it's usually a self-confidence issue that we feel like, okay, I can't do this. I don't deserve it. People will judge me, all of those things. It starts with believing that you are worth it. You are worth it. Your potential is worth it. Look inside. Your dreams are valid. Your ambitions are worthy. You as an individual can achieve greatness. In fact, you are the only person in your life who can make that happen. Sure, there are going to be lots of people who can support you along the way, but it takes you deciding that you are going to go after it to make it happen. It takes self-confidence. And to nurture your self-confidence, you've got to take small steps towards your goals every day. 
Celebrate your victories, no matter how small they are. Embrace the journey for going after your goals. Take those steps towards your dreams because they matter. Remember, Rome was not built in a day. It takes time. I look back to starting this whole journey of developing my leadership platform. It started during COVID. I had time. I decided I was going to write a book, going to start this podcast because I wanted to have a creative outlet and I needed that in COVID. And I decided I was going to go for it and do it. And I didn't know where it was all going to lead. But as I started to do more and more of the podcast and write more and more, and I, and I would get feedback from people saying, hey, you're really making a difference. This is really meaningful. I tried this. I put it into practice. I changed my life. It became more motivating because I was realizing that I could make an impact. And and I look back at where I started <laughs> and where I am today, and it's amazing. And sure, there has been setbacks, and sure, I've gotten negative feedback, and sure, I've had self-doubt, and yeah, it's a lot of work, and sometimes I wonder if it's worth it. But when I look at where I am today, it's amazing how far I've come. I was a terrible speaker, and now people are asking me to speak. I was a mediocre writer, like I could put words together, and now my writing is in a book. And that has only happened because I have decided to go for it. I decided to practice. I decided to take those small steps. I decided to put the work into it. And it has built my self-confidence as I've been on this journey. So take action. Action is the only way forward. And if you do fail, if you go after your dreams and it doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to, one, trust in the process, right? The universe, God, whatever you believe in, sometimes throws challenges at you so that you have to learn adversity, so that you push through the struggle, so that the end result becomes so much more worthwhile. Those challenges help make you stronger. They help you learn about yourself and learn about others. Don't see failure as failure. See it as a way not to do something. See it as a stepping stone, a learning opportunity. Reframe it in your mind. Think of the most successful people. They did not get to where they are today without feeling a lot. And yes, maybe you think that, oh, they're, they were an overnight success. I can promise you nobody's an overnight success. It takes hard work and it takes falling on your face and it takes taking risks and putting yourself out there and not necessarily always doing a great job or not having everybody agree with what you're saying or doing or sometimes just like flat out like swinging and missing. But that is how we learn. Look at failure as a detour. It's a scenic route that we're on, right? And a detour, that's okay. You can learn lots of things. You can see lots of things on that detour on your journey towards your dreams. Now for the million dollar question. How do you stop caring about what other people think as you chase your dreams? Great question. I knew you were going to ask because I ask myself all this all the time. You have to accept that you can't please everyone. And the fact is that you are living your life. You're not living somebody else's life. And somebody else is not living your life. You are living your life. There is always going to be naysayers out there. But you are chasing your dream for you. You're doing it for you. You're doing it because you know that it's going to make your life better, that it is going to make you more impactful, that it's going to make you happier, more fulfilled as a person. And if you don't do those things, then you are missing opportunities to be that person that you are inside. You're shape-shifting and worrying about what other people are thinking and you're doing it for other people. 
do it for you. You are the author of your life. So what story do you want to tell? And you need to go for it. When you get criticism, learn to filter it. Constructive criticism can be very helpful. It's in fact, some of the most life-shaping moments I have had was when I've received really tough feedback. But instead of letting it stop me or take me down or change who I am, I used it as fuel to get better. I said, you know what? You're right. I didn't do that well, or I'm screwing up here, or I'm not showing up in the best possible way, and I'm going to change it. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to improve that area. Thank you for that feedback. But if people are just being naysayers without adding any value, like giving helpful feedback, tune those voices out. If somebody says, why are you doing that? Why are you being self-promoting? Why are you going after your dreams? Why are you quitting your job? Why are you starting a business? Why are you doing X, Y, Z? You shouldn't do that. That's added value. That's not giving you something that's helpful. So turn those voices down or maybe even just completely mute them, right? You do not need to listen to those people. This is your journey. You need to go on that journey. Own it. Going after your dreams requires resilience. It requires hard work. It requires a certain level of stubbornness. You're just going to do it no matter what. You have to embrace those fears. You have to build your self-confidence. You have to learn from your failures and don't let others dictate your past. This road to your dreams is windy and it can be long and maybe there's some bumps along the way and maybe you go on that detour, but it is worth it in the end. And no matter who you are, whether you like Taylor Swift or not, Channel your internal Taylor Swift, because if you have 75,000 people night after night after night coming to cheer you on to say you are making an impact in my life, thank you, then you are doing the right thing. And while it might not be 75,000 people, because let's face it, most of us are not Taylor Swift, even if it's just that one person, even if it's just yourself. You're doing it for the right reasons. So go for it. Channel that empowerment, feeling like I can do this. I can empower myself to go after my dreams. All right. I will include a close-up video of a clip from the Taylor Swift concert on my website in the blog post, just so you can see (laughs) how amazing it was. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if you can't stand her music, you got to have mad respect for what that woman does to perform and literally bring people to tears by her dancing, her singing, the way she puts the emotional expression on her face. We should all be lucky to have a little bit of that talent to move people to action like she does. Okay, I'm going to be done talking about Taylor Swift because I think everybody is probably tired of me talking about it, but I just walked away so freaking empowered that I wanted to even do this podcast on this. All right, on to my question of the week comes from a friend of mine who says, I love your book reviews. And I always like it when you tell me what books you're reading. What are you reading right now? So I'm reading a book called Sober Curious by Ruth Warrington. Why? Why am I reading a book about being sober curious? Well, I've been on a mission to drink less. If you follow this podcast, if you remember Ron Carson, who came on at the beginning of the year, if you have not listened to the Ron Carson episode, listen to it because he is seriously a freaking rock star. He really inspired me to 
drink less. I was doing dry January when I interviewed him and, and he quit drinking several years ago. And I was like, you know, I want to drink less too. I really don't like the way that it's become his habit, right? It's just a habit. I don't drink a lot, but I drink regularly. And I think that was part of what happened during COVID. And let's face it, we're out of COVID now and we don't need to have wine every night to cope. Well, maybe we do, but I just didn't like the way that it was making me feel. So I started reading what they call Quitlet. So that's literature on quitting, drinking, or reducing how much you drink. So I really like Ruth's story. It's very inspiring. She was not an alcoholic, although I read a couple books. Dry by Augustine Burroughs is just mind-blowing with just full-blown alcoholism. Ruth was not that. She was just what you would call a moderate to heavy drinker, wouldn't drink more than two nights in a row, um, but was drinking really regularly and her decision to quit drinking. And it's really inspiring because that's how I kind of am too. And Ruth's story resonates with me because it's very similar to mine. And so I love the book so far because it's filled with all kinds of ways to help you curb your drinking habits, to understand you know, exactly what alcohol does to you, how it affects your dopamine, the desire hormone. And if you listen to Andrew Huberman, Huberman Labs, he does a podcast on what alcohol does to your mind, body and health that everybody should listen to. But she talks about it in a really easy way to understand. And I like it. It's really good. And I'm also doing her 100 day no drinking challenge. So she has a workbook that comes along with it which seems maybe a little bit silly, but it is an accountability buddy. And when you write out how you're feeling, especially when you like, oh, I really just want that glass of wine after work, it's really helpful. So I'm actually thinking about starting a separate blog on my website just to document this 100-day journey. I've been doing it on a private journal, but a lot of people have asked me about it. So I don't know if that's something that would interest you in reading about like how, it, I don't know, it can be done. Let me know and maybe I will put it public. So just a couple of things that I've noticed since consciously deciding to curb my alcohol consumption is that there's a lot of benefits. One, I am more energetic and clear-headed. There's something called the pink cloud. So if you do like dry January or something like that, after about 15 days, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I feel so good. They call it the pink cloud. Not everybody gets it, but it's where everything just seems brighter in life because you have gotten all of the neurotoxicity out of you. And it really does give you this like clear headed feeling like this fog that you didn't even know that you had in your head has disappeared. And so that's a really amazing thing. My sleep quality has improved and I love my mornings even more. I get up early every single morning to work out. But when you don't just have that little bit of fuzziness in your head because you had two glasses of wine that night, it just you feel so much better. And even better, my skin looks great which is fantastic. I'm going to be 45 this year and I am very conscious that my skin is changing. And I like the fact that my skin just looks healthier. It's better. It's better for everybody. Everybody should care about their skin, man or woman. It's our biggest organ and we need it. And then most importantly, I think my mood's better. I'm a naturally optimistic, happy person anyway, but I've definitely noticed that I just don't get as irritable about things as I did before I really started cutting back on my drinking. So it's kind of like it's giving a fresh lease on life, which I like. So I don't know how I'm going to keep it going. I don't think that my end goal is to be completely sober, but I definitely do not want to be in the habit of having a glass of wine after work every day. I want to be much more conscious about my drinking and much more, I don't know, intentional about when I do decide to celebrate with a glass of wine. So that's what I'm reading. If you've been contemplating taking this step, 
It is really worth it. And I highly encourage you to give drinking a little bit of a break if you're interested. And quit like Sober Curious can help motivate you. And there's lots of other books out there. If you are interested in some of the other ones I've read, please send me an email, carriecarriesiggins.com or message me on LinkedIn and I will be happy to share those other books with you. So thanks for that question. All right, that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't want to hear about Taylor Swift. I'm sorry, but hopefully it was just inspiring for you to go after that dream, that big goal that you want in your life. Go for it. Life is too short. All right, with that, I will leave you until next week. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And if you like this podcast, please write a review, subscribe to it, share it with a friend. It always helps with the algorithms and I really appreciate your support. And as a reminder, my book, The Ownership Mindset, a handbook for transforming your life and leadership is available for pre-order. You can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and you can search Carrie Siggins, The Ownership Mindset, and you can find it there. If you would pre-order it, I would so appreciate it. I am going after the goal of Wall Street Journal bestseller. I don't know if I will hit it. I've got to sell about 5,000 copies pre-order. So we're going to see if we can make that happen. If not, it's not a big deal, but you set those big goals out there. And if you don't do it, then you're for sure not going to hit it. If you are interested in pre-ordering and supporting me, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. With that, I will send you off for your day. See you next week.